The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Oh, Father, we give you praise. We bless you. We thank you for your sweet presence in this place. We thank you for the garment of praise and worship in this house. And we thank you for the privilege to gather to learn at your feet once again tonight. And we ask that you send your word again to us. We ask that you open our ears, open our eyes, open our hearts, open our mouths as well to receive from you. That we may become all that you have ordained for us to be in the name of Jesus. Have your way in this place. Touch us one and all. Everyone connected here physically and those connected online. Let nobody remain the same. We pray in the name of Jesus. And the people of God shouted it louder. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, just before you take your seat, let me walk up to at least three people and announce to them again. This is Goshen. This is Goshen. Thank you, H.O.P. God bless you. Tell two or three people before you take your seat. This is Goshen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Um, we've been on this for a few weeks now. And um, I want to encourage you to have that kind of mindset. If I'm going to talk more about that mindset of Goshen. In fact, I came up as I was meditating and preparing, I came up with this phrase or this name, Goshenite. You should see yourself as a Goshenite. If you dwell in Goshen, call yourself a what? I mean, Israelites, people that dwell in Israel, they call themselves what? Israelites, Abi. So somebody say, I'm a Goshenite. <laughs> I think that's Christianese, isn't it? Praise God. But there's a mindset. Hallelujah. There's an attitude, there's a mindset um, for someone that dwells in Goshen, particularly that person that wants to maximize the blessings and the benefits available to us in Goshen. And that's what we're going to focus on by God's grace in tonight's teaching. Glory be to God. Turn to your neighbor and just greet them and say, hello, Goshenite. Hello, fellow Goshenite. Hallelujah. You know, there's something we call Ninja spirit, that if you live in Ninja, and we, we brag about it, Ninja, Ninja no carry last, Abby. You call it, if you're an American, the Americans will talk about American exceptionalism, that uh, this happens because um, if you dwell in Goshen, there, there's a way you should think, and you, you'll see it in the scriptures we're going to study tonight. There's an attitude you should embrace. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's part of what Apostle Paul referred to as the spirit of faith that we have been focusing a bit more on Sundays. Where he said, we also, we, we have the spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith. And so we speak according to what is written. And one of the things we've emphasized in this teaching Dwelling in Goshen is not about a physical location primarily. It's more about God being with you. 
and how you can maximize that is what we all need to learn. It's one thing for God to be with you. In our own case, God dwells inside us and that's how he is with us. It's another thing for you to take advantage of that. That God is with you. That's what makes you qualify to experience Goshen. And you can, with that backing, with that power, with that authority, look at any situation and call it Goshen in that this is, it will, this is a blessed land. This is a flourishing land. There are certain things we've seen in scriptures that will happen when we dwell in Goshen. I don't want to take the time because I have so many scriptures I want to cover tonight. But when Joseph told them, go and bring Jacob, go and bring my family, he said, I will, multi um, I will cause you to multiply, you will be fed, you and your livestock, you will prosper. So someone that dwells in Goshen, even when things look rough and look tough, you don't change your profession because of what is happening around you. Hallelujah. You don't change your expectation because of what is happening around you. When Joseph was sold into slavery, when he was thrown into prison, when all things were going um, against him, he still believed that what God had shown him in that dream would still come to pass. Because he believed and he knew that God was with him. That's a true Goshenite. Hallelujah. And that's how you can bring out Goshen. You can bring out prosperity. You can bring out flourishing out of a dry place. Hallelujah. Until the Spirit is poured out upon us from on high. Then the wilderness will become a fruitful field. So a wilderness can change into a fruitful field. A fruitful field can change into a forest when God is with you. When the Spirit of God is with you. Hallelujah. Well, it takes a kind of mindset to, 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 to operate in that, to walk in that. It takes a spirit of faith to operate in that. And that's what we all need. All of us that are born again today, all of us children of God, we have God with us. Hallelujah. The only question we all have to answer individually and collectively is how much we walk in and operate in the power that that provides us. How much you take advantage of the fact that God is with us. All right, let's, let's get to it tonight. Second Chronicles 20, 20. Let's start from there. Second Chronicles 20, verse 20. So they arose early in the morning and went to the wilderness of Tekoa. I'm sure you're all familiar with the story. When six nations gathered together to attack Judah. And Jehoshaphat was the king. Of course, they were afraid. They thought they were going to be defeated and things like that. And God spoke to them. Hear, O Judah, God said. Hear me, O Judah. God speaking through the prophet there. And you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. And you shall what? Believe his prophets, and you shall what? Prosper. I want us to hold on to that. 
Because this scripture and that phrase that that prophet spoke to them that day, that is the mindset of a true Goshenite. That is the kind of attitude you need. One of the most powerful things about dwelling in Goshen, and I also want to get into that tonight, is that all manner of amazing miracles can happen for you. All manner of amazing miracles. Impossible kind of miracles. We've talked a lot from Genesis 21 in recent times. How God visited Sarah. And how God did for Sarah what he had promised. Those are the kind of things that can happen when we dwell in Goshen. Hallelujah. And it's in times like the kind of times they were facing here in Second Chronicles 2020 that we need to make sure we are dwelling in Goshen. We are thinking like a Goshenite. You are talking like a Goshenite. You are expecting like a Goshenite. When the odds are stacked against you, I want you to take note of that. The odds were stacked against them here. If you look at verse 1, they said six nations had come together to fight them. The, the army was great. The, the, the enemy against them was far greater than the numbers they had. But that was irrelevant because God was with them. Praise God. God was with them. And it was telling them through that prophecy that even when the odds are stacked against you, even when you are 90 and you've not had a child and you have been barren all your life, the mindset and the attitude you should have as someone that dwells in Goshen is to number one, believe in the Lord your God. Sarah, what did God tell you? Believe what God said. God said, according to the time of life, I will come and visit you and you will have a child. Believe his prophets. What prophecy did God give you? I know the odds are against you. I know you are 90 years old, you've not had a child. I know six nations have come to your domot. Those steps just doesn't cut it. <laughs> the odds are stacked against you. You can't see a way out. But you know that you dwell in Goshen. Somebody say, I dwell in Goshen. Declare out loud, this is Goshen. God is with me. So if you're that person that even though the odds are stacked against you, because God is with you, this is what to believe. Or this is the attitude you should have. The kind of spirit you should carry. Hallelujah. This is the way Apostle Paul said it in Romans chapter 8. Look at another scripture I quickly want us to read. And I know we are familiar with this as well, but let's, let's look at it tonight. Romans 8.31. You will see that essentially they are saying the same thing. And this is so vital. Vital for every Goshenite. So vital to think this way, to embrace this kind of spirit, to have this kind of attitude. That you are dwelling in Goshen does not mean there will be no difficulties. No. In fact, the whole concept of Goshen, remember it's heaven on earth. 
So there is darkness upon the earth. The original Goshenites. It was in the days of Joseph. Seven years of famine are going to visit the earth. In fact, when Joseph told them to bring Jacob, two years of famine had already, they were already in the famine. Darkness everywhere. And this was a famine that was going to wipe out most of the inhabitants of the earth. But come and dwell beside me, with me. I will take care of you in the famine. Be near me with God. That's the whole concept. So there is famine everywhere. There will be no need for Goshen if everything was okay. The whole thing, what necessitates Goshen is the heaven on earth experience. That there's darkness on the earth, there's famine on the earth, there are challenges all around you, but because God is with you, hallelujah, you are near God. God is for you. God is on your side. Everything is going to be alright. Praise God. And if you are that person that believes, somebody say, I believe, that God is in you, God is with you, God is with you, God is by your side, what you should do is to believe God. God should not be with you and you are doubting God. It doesn't make any sense. Without faith, you can't please God. The, the person that God is with, but does not believe God or does not believe the prophets, the prophecy that has come. So God has now given you a prophecy for 2024. When we were saying that prophecy in January, we didn't know dollar we hit 1,800 though. <laughs> and I don't want to say, in fact, I, I told the Spirit of God, I believe, told me don't even, because when some weeks ago we were saying, hey, this thing can hit, I won't even mention that number. We were just saying it can so God gave me a scriptural way to be saying, just, and we are not saying it because we want to prophesy bad, bad things. But we can see the projection. And we are trying to teach. So this is how God said I should say it when I'm talking. Because we don't know where it's going. But it got so bad in the days of Elijah when the famine hits and they were surrounded by the enemy and they were all trapped inside the land that mothers started talking to eat, to cook and kill and eat their children. That's how bad the exchange rate got. <laughs> in those days. That two women came together and said, look, there's nothing to eat. Let's kill my own child today and eat. Then tomorrow we'll kill your own child. And you know human beings, very selfish. Oh, okay, that's okay. They killed the first person's child. The second one now went to hide that child. But it got that bad. It got that bad. That's, that's what necessitates Goshen. That when things get that bad on the earth, when things get that bad, God can still do the impossible miracles. Elijah told them, by this time tomorrow. Hallelujah. Everything will turn around. By this time tomorrow. The man that the king leaned on is, ah, even if God would open the windows of heaven, it can't happen. You will see it, but you will not partake of it. So every true Goshenite, must, you, you must have this attitude. I believe what God has said. I, I, I don't have to figure it out. How will things change by this time tomorrow? That's not the mindset you should be adopting. Hello? 
how it's going to play out is not the mindset you have. The mindset or the attitude you should have, the spirit of faith you carry is, believe the Lord of God, your God. So the question to be asking is how is the question to be asking is not how is it going to happen. The question to be asking is what has God said? Hello, somebody. God said that even though I'm 90, according to the time of life, I will have a child. What has God said? What has God? That's the question to be asking. Hallelujah. So Paul said here in Romans 8:31 again. This is the Goshenite spirit again. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, and that is the true meaning of Goshen. That is really it. God is with you. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. If God is for us, who can be against us? He that did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us. Look at it. This is what we have available to us in Goshen. Because God is with us, how shall he not with him also freely give us how many things? That's what's available in Goshen. That's what is available in Goshen. All things freely given to us. Hallelujah. But you have to believe. There's an attitude to have. There's a spirit of faith to walk in. How shall he not freely give us all things? Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? So we, we need Goshen and we need to dwell in Goshen when there are things that are Dangerous things happening around us on the earth that can, that, in other words, they are threatening our lives. Very, very simple. Threatening our lives. It was yesterday that me, I first noticed the first scarcity. On top of all the things we are dealing with, another one has come again. <laughs> I was just telling Pastor Lane now that, look, we, we need to keep encouraging people that we must think like the apostles that as the threats increased, they came together. I've been talking about that Acts chapter 4. So vital that we must not. Our strength is in all coming together. Paul said, don't forsake your, the gathering, your gathering together. So much as you see the day approaching. Because honestly, this is all we have. This is all we have. And we must grow in our capacity to believe God for unusual miracles when there's darkness upon the earth. That's the true mindset of a Goshenite. You need the miracle now, now, more than any other time. Like the widow of Zarephath experienced. I'm going to come to her in a moment. Three and a half years, the barrel of me, how God was supplying food that barrel of meal, and all you can never explain it. That's God freely giving you all things. Darkness upon the earth, famine upon the earth, but there was light in her house. There was food in her house. Hallelujah. Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, verse 37. For I am persuaded... 
Glory be to God. I am persuaded. Neither death, persuaded me means my faith is strong. I am absolutely convinced. In spite of the famine facing me, in spite of this ridiculous exchange rate, in spite of all these challenges, I am persuaded. Look, look at his reasoning here. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth. Doesn't matter how high the exchange rate gets. It doesn't matter how deep the problem goes. Nor any other thing. Any other creative thing, watch, watch, watch his emphasis. And you see that really what he's talking about here is, is Goshen. Nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of Christ. He adds another dimension here because he now introduced love. We know that God is love. So what he asked in verse 31, what shall we say then? If God be for us, is the same thing he's still talking about when he says nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ. God and love are the same thing. In other words, as long as God is with me, I will be fine. I will be fine. I will be fine. So we need, please watch two things here I want to emphasize tonight. Two areas where we need to make sure our faith is working on that God told me to stress to us. You need to have this kind of Goshen mentality that I believe God and I believe the prophecy or the prophets that God has sent to me. When the odds are stacked, you need that kind of faith that in spite of these six nations that have come against me, because God is with me and because God is on my side, we are going to come out victorious. You need that Goshenite mentality when the odds are stacked against you. Then we also need the Goshenite mentality to believe God for exceptional things. I don't know about anybody else, so, but if God be for me, hey, who can be against me? My case is different. You must, at times like this, you must have that kind of faith and mentality. My own story is different. I've never heard that a 90-year-old woman that has never had a child all her life conceived and had a child. But because God is with me and I dwell in Goshen, my story is different. It may not have happened for anybody, but it can happen for me. If God be for me, exceptional miracles. I've never heard that supernaturally food was just filling the barrel of meal and oil was just multiplying the cruise of oil. But my own story is different. When you dwell in Goshen, the kind of Goshenite mentality and faith you must have is, even if the odds are against me, are stacked against me, I still believe. Hallelujah. And even if everybody is going down, my own case is, in fact, let's, that's what Jesus taught. Go with me to Mark. No, let's do Luke chapter 4. Glory be to God. Is somebody here with us tonight? That's what Jesus taught. Luke chapter 4. So 
So after he came out from the wilderness from 40 days and 40 nights fasting, he came and he opened Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, came to his own hometown, they did not believe him. Verse 23, he said to them, Luke 4, 23, you will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have, I mean, look at, it wasn't just that they were in unbelief. In fact, in the other accounts of the gospel, Jesus, the Bible said, he marveled at their unbelief. He marveled. Look at what they said. What we had, what we have had, done. so they, they had, like the woman with the issue of blood. They, they did not say the woman saw Jesus healing somebody. They didn't say she saw Jesus raising the dead. They did not say she saw Jesus raising someone from a wheelchair. All that she needed for her faith to come alive was she had heard about Jesus. This one's too hard about him, but they said, come and do what we had you do. That's the wrong attitude. Now, for all intents and purposes, these people were in Goshen. Jesus was with them. God was with them. God was with them. And he came to do for them what he did in Capernaum. <laughs> Not only was God with them, God was willing. Hallelujah. He was able and he was willing. Look at how now we responded. This is very vital. Verse 25. But I tell you truly. I tell you truly. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the heavens were shut up three years and six months. And there was a great famine. Throughout all the land. Darkness covered the, uh, the, the earth. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. I'm talking about exceptionalism now. Having faith for ex if, if you are dwelling in Goshen that you turned on the news and they said, ah, 10 widows died yesterday. You must have the mindset that my story is different. Somebody shout, my story is different. My case is different. He went on to say that many lepers were in Israel. Now, understand the context to which he's saying this to them. What's the context? Unbelief or faith? I'm telling you the truth. There were many lepers in Israel in the times of Elisha, the prophet, but to none of them. Or none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. You read on the story, the Bible said when they had this, it enraged them the more. Before then, all they were asking was, 
show us the miracle that we have been hearing that you can do. Let us see it. Now, the Bible said they wanted to kill him. They were not planning to kill him before. <laughs> can you imagine? And these were people that were, okay, even if you don't say they were in Goshen, they were at the cusp or they were at the edge or the possibility of experiencing Goshen was right before them. God was with them. He could have gone anywhere else, but he chose to come to his hometown to heal them. Hallelujah. So the, the question is, what did Naaman have that the other lepers did not have? What did the widow of Zarephath have that the other widows did not have? What did God see in Naaman? And what did God see in the widow of Zarephath? It's like, what did God see in, in, in David? That he said, I found a servant, my, my, my servant in David. That did not see in all his brothers. And the simple answer is faith. Verse 24, Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Faith. Believe the Lord your God. You will be established. Believe his prophet. In fact, he said prophets. If you read that second Chronicles 2020 well, yes. The Holy Spirit emphasized the S as I was studying. Prophets. So all manner of prophecy from God. Your own is just, is this a word from God? Is this consistent with the written word? Does this align what God has been saying? Believe his prophets and you will prosper. And I love that Jesus used Naaman and the widow as examples. Because I, I was touching on this a bit, a bit on Sunday. Where I was talking about one on the fact that the work of faith is a slippery walk. And it's a tricky work. Can you remember that? And I also mentioned something very powerful about the fact that Satan uses people's mistakes or their imperfections to trick them. Neiman wasn't perfect. He wasn't even a believer. He was a Syrian. But when the maid told him, I know a prophet that can heal you, he believed. At least he believed enough to leave his country and go to see Elisha. And to show that he wasn't yet perfected in his faith, we're talking about walk of faith, when Elisha did not come out, and the, the, the Bible said, Naaman thought, I thought he would come out and he would wave his hand and I'd go and tell him to dip in the river Jordan. What did Naaman respond? Uh -uh. Don't, do I know how, don't I have Olympic style swimming pool in, Cap, um, in Syria? Why should I go on dirty river? Jesus is saying that he, he, he believed. He had faith. He honored the prophet. His servant came and said, ah, Master, what have they asked? You only said you should go and dip in the river seven times. Is that too much? And he changed. And he obeyed. So when he's telling you to walk by faith and live by faith, it doesn't mean you must be perfect. You have not made me. No! So ordinary human people that even make mistakes in their walk of faith. But they say had enough faith. 
Hallelujah. Mustard seed faith. Okay. Let me just go and dip myself inside that river seven times. And he got his miracle. Exceptional miracle. The same thing with the widow. Look at the language. God told Elijah, I have commanded the widow to feed you. So it wasn't when Elijah arrived that he first saw a prophet was coming. God had told her there's a prophet coming. He may not have given all the details, so. but she knew a prophet was coming. What was her first response? Ah, no, this is my last meal. She didn't want to do it. Hello, somebody. She did not want to do it. But eventually, she did. So when you read, believe the Lord your God, and you don't, don't make faith, and Jesus tried to do this a lot in his teachings. Don't make faith one gigantic thing. No, that's not what it is. It can grow to be a gigantic thing, but all you need is what? Mustard seed. That you made a mistake yesterday doesn't mean you can't try again today. That it did not work for you last year doesn't mean it won't work this year. Hallelujah. In fact, let, let me close with this and then we're going to pray. Let, let, let me close with this. I think this will help us. When God showed me this, I was so blessed. Now, I, I shared this with us. The first Goshen experience we find in scriptures was what? With Joseph. Those were the first residents in Goshen. And it was beautiful. Hallelujah. It was beautiful. If you read um, Genesis, is it 47? No. Um, hallelujah. Genesis, I believe it's 48. Genesis 48. Sorry, 47, verse 27. Genesis 47, 27. So Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen. And what happened? Because they were in Goshen, they had what? Possessions there. Hello? They grew. They multiplied exceedingly. And the next testament was that Jacob lived a very long life. All right, we've walked through all that. And we, we stress, please watch this very carefully. We stressed that this is so important in our study. It wasn't just about the physical location. It was more about they were with Joseph, who was a type of God. He said, God has made me the Lord of Egypt. All right? And for generations, they were there in Goshen, even right up till the time of Moses. They never left Goshen. The same physical location. But something happened right when Joseph was there, Pharaoh accepted them. They grew, they multiplied, they increased. 
That was the days of Joseph. And as they grew, Joseph died, the Bible told us. Then another Pharaoh came that did not know Joseph. And because of the way the Israelites were prospering and growing, what did the scripture tell us? The Egyptians now got envious and scared. Hey, these Israelites, they're going to grow more than us and they will increase more than us and they will become lord over us. So they came up with this scheme of let's make them our slaves. In Goshen, by the time of Moses' generation, they were slaves now. They were now in slavery. Now, they kept growing and multiplying. <laughs> in fact, the Bible said the more they persecuted them, the more they grew. But the prosperity was no longer there. The freedom was no longer there. In Goshen, they were still in that physical land. So it wasn't about a physical land. If it was about the physical land, they would never have been taken into slavery. Darkness met them in Goshen. Slavery met them in Goshen. Poverty met them in Goshen. Oppression came to them in Goshen. It did not start that way. We saw how it started. Genesis 45, Genesis 47 that we just read. Please stay. I'm going somewhere very powerful. Please watch this. You, we're connecting this to what Paul, that scripture we read in Romans 8 and 2 Chronicles 20, 20. It's so vital. Until... Moses, God raised up Moses. God now raised Moses. When the time for God to deliver them came. Believe the Lord your God. Believe his prophet. And when Moses came, and a prophet came, and came to declare the word of God, exceptional things started happening in Goshen. The same land, they did not leave Goshen. The same Goshen, the same the things that were happening in the days of Joseph started happening again. And when they were leaving Egypt, what was the testimony? They left with what? Silver and gold from Goshen. What changed? Moses changed. Look at um, Exodus 8. Let me quickly close because this is so vital. When Moses started declaring the plagues, we see certain examples. The Bible specifically talked about exceptions. Say, somebody declare with me this season. Because I dwell in Goshen. I believe God for exceptional things. I believe God for exceptional miracles. That's Goshenite thinking. Goshenite thinking. Somebody say, because I dwell in Goshen. It doesn't matter the odds against me. I will always overcome. As Gushenite thinking. Gushenite thinking. Just to flow with the story, let's read from verse 20, Exodus 8. And the Lord said to Moses, Believe the Lord your God, believe his prophets. Rise early in the morning, stand before Pharaoh. Remember when Moses first came and told the children of Israel what God called them? Many of them did not believe. I mean, they had suffered so much. They had been in slavery for generations. They were children of Israel that were born into slavery, born into bondage, born into suffering. So, perhaps even if anybody told them about the days of Joseph, it will sound like where we are in Nigeria today. 
those good old days that some of our parents would tell us when one naira was stronger than one pound. Somebody said, ew. <laughs> it's always good to be able to relate scripture to where you are. It will help your faith. It will help your faith. That's where they were. Uh, initially, they did not believe. But as God started doing things, I mean, like I said on Sunday, it came to a point. Again, they were not perfect in their faith. We know that. But they still had enough faith. They had enough faith that when the angel of death came, none of them was touched. They had enough faith that all of them left with silver and gold and there was none feeble among their tribe. And like we saw on Sunday in Hebrews 11, they had enough faith to cross it by faith. They crossed the Red Sea. So yes, God was doing those miracles, but they believed enough faith to cross the Red Sea. So all these things that were happening, they still needed to believe the prophets. They needed to believe God. And that's what you should do today. That's what you should do today. No matter if you wake up tomorrow and they tell us the exchange rate has now gotten to a stage. I will use scripture so I won't start prophesying. That mothers are now killing their children, their babies to eat. Respond with 2 Chronicles 20.20. Can I hear a loud amen? Respond with Romans chapter 8. What shall we say to these things? If God be for me, which exchange rate can be against me? matter the odds against you, you are a Goshenite, you will still make it. And no matter how many evil reports you are, there were many widows in the famine. But God singled out the widow of Zarephath. That's Goshenite thinking. That's Goshenite faith. And the whole purpose or one of the major hallmarks of Goshen is exceptional. What is happening in Egypt is not going to happen in my house. Hallelujah. Stand before Pharaoh. God told Moses, rise up early in the morning. Stand before Pharaoh as he comes out of the water. Then say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. Or else... If you do not let my people go, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people and in their houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and all the ground on which they stand. Verse 22. And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell. I will set apart. Same, all those plagues, the darkness, everything, the killing of the fall, everything, God covered them because they were in Goshen. Hallelujah. And they are to receive it by faith. The simple truth is this child of God. No matter what is happening in this world, in this nation, in this state, in your estate, on your street, in your neighbor's house, no matter the evil reports, 
We've had stories that armed robbers came to a street. They went to every house on the street, but they didn't leave. They didn't touch somebody's house. That's Goshen. We've had stories of plane crashed, 300 people on board, but two people did not die. That's Goshen. In fact, this um, um, Mr. Wigwood that just died, I read the testimony of his PA. They flew together to America. They were going to board the helicopter, and the guy said, Ah, I don't want to board the helicopter. That he doesn't want to fly a helicopter at night. That I will go by road. That's Goshen. I don't know whether it's a believer. I'm just using the testimony. But that except everybody else that they were all supposed to climb the helicopter together. You just ah, I don't want to enter. That's Goshen. If God be for me, Hallelujah. Or if God be for us, doesn't matter what's happening. Doesn't matter the evil reports. Think like a Goshenite. Talk like a Goshenite. Believe like a Goshenite. Because that's where you dwell. Hallelujah. Now, I want to emphasize this. I want to emphasize this. The same Goshen that in Exodus 8, that we just read, that God was saying, I will. Except I will single them out. That was the same land of slavery. Hello? It, was so, it wasn't about the physical land. That was the same land where they were for only God knows how many years, hundreds of years. So what changed? Just a prophet came. A prophet came. That's all. A prophet came. A word from God came. That's all that changed. Hello? And the promise that God had given Abraham. You see, when Joseph was operating as the Lord of Egypt, we can trace it to the promise God gave Abraham. Hello, somebody? And when they were in those dark ages where they were enslaved in Egypt, somehow, somehow they had lost touch with their prophecy, who they were, what they were going through. But at the appointed time, hallelujah, and everything came back to life again. So it doesn't matter if 2023 was a lousy year for you. Am I talking to somebody? Oh, the last 10 years I've been struggling. It doesn't matter. The question we should be, you see, it's how you think. The question we should be asking. Just if you can ask the right question. What shall we say to these things? What shall we say? What are you saying today? Hallelujah. Paul said, nothing is going to separate me from God. Because I know that if God be for me, <laughs> praise God, who can be against me? Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. Lift your hands to heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can you declare tonight, I dwell in Goshen. So this is Goshen. Hallelujah. You don't understand what I mean when we say this is Goshen. You're talking about your finances. You're talking about your marriage. Hello, somebody. Talking about your career. Praise God. You speak to it. This is Goshen. 
and you mix faith with your prophecy for now. Somebody say, my prophecy for now. So boldly declare, because this is the main thing God told us to deal with tonight. It doesn't matter the odds against me. Ah, I'm not hearing somebody say, it doesn't matter the odds against me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And please, oh, we have to get our faith to this level. I was going to get into that, but I, I want to close because of time. When Jesus came and when they, when, when they demonstrated unbelief, what did the Bible say he started doing? He went about and he started teaching when he marveled at their unbelief. So please, keep hearing. We talk about this on Sunday. And hearing, you, you know where your faith is. And now you have examined yourself, whether you're in the faith. Remember what we talked about on Sunday? It takes a walk of faith. A walk of faith. So if you are not yet convinced or persuaded like Paul was persuaded, keep here, go and listen to these messages, listen to Dr. K's messages, we are teaching along the same line, spirit of faith, the same thing. Listen until faith begins to rise in your heart, where you are convinced, even if all the widows on my street are dying, my story is different. Goshen is about exceptionalism. While others are saying there's a casting down, your own song is there's a what lifting up. The flies will be everywhere, darkness will be everywhere, boil will be everywhere, hail will be everywhere, but not in the dwelling of Goshen. The same place where they have been in slavery for hundreds of years. Hallelujah. Same place where they have been in slavery for years. So, last year's experience is not our reference. Ten years ago, experience is not our reference. What shall we say to these things? The main question is God with us today. That's the question to answer. So, declare, it doesn't matter the odds against me. It does not matter whether it has never happened to anybody before. I believe the Lord my God. And I believe his prophets. What God has said, heaven on earth, that will be my testimony this year and going forward from today. In the name of Jesus, pray in the Holy Ghost fervently. If you believe that, building up yourself upon your most holy faith. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.